seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. Here we are. We're here. I'm here. Are you here? I I feel like I might be. You're here. I'm here. We're it's the hopeless show. Uh, I'm Aaron Wolf. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Rohit Thawani. That's R O H I T, and last name Thawani. Thawani. Rohit Thawani. Welcome to the hopeless show. Thank you. That you uh, that you host. Uh, so we have a cool episode today. We are uh, the theme is FOMO, fear of missing out. And I bring this up, this theme up, because it's talked about a lot. We talk about missing out on things, and FOMO is a very overused phrase, I think, at this point. But we're going to use it, because there are so many things that that are hopeless that we miss out on, and things that bring hope. So I'm excited to use this topic and i do have fomo rohit what do you think i always thought it was about fear of mo (laughs) mo from the simpsons yeah yeah fear of mo Mo tavern or if you're islamic islamophobic uh it's fear of muhammad um (laughs) or the band wasn't there the band mo i don't remember one sec there was the band mo that did one song i think you might be right. I mean, if you're a child. Yeah, Mo. F- okay. I didn't know that. I, maybe, or I not, it's that. this. I mean, it's not a band. It's this song. Somebody to lean on. Can you hear this? Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, 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 that one? That's Mo. Oh. Oh, it's Mo. Well, also, if you're a child, FOMO can be fear of molesters. Oh, so it's... So fear of Mo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it. Well, I have a little FOMO. Sure. That's not that's not related to uh, any anyone named Mo. Unless <laughs> Mo is at what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Unless Mo is at Coachella, then because I'm not going to Coachella this year, and I have some FOMO about it because Coachella is very fun. I've been to a lot of Coachellas. I love the parties. I love the desert. Uh, the festival has gotten way too big. It used to be half the size that it is now in terms of the land like that they use and the uh, like the it's just giant like there's just double the amount of people and double the space. So it's you can't like go from one act to another quickly. Wait, really? Okay, because I haven't been. In 10 years, literally in 10 years, since 2013. and Totally different the, fair, the fairgrounds were pretty big before. So they doubled it. So you know when, and for those who haven't been Coachella, bear with us. We're just going to try to describe on a podcast what a map looks like. So there, <laughs> try that. There was a road at the end. Like when you went to the back of the stage, there was another road. They've gone uh-huh. over that road. And so it's like, double the space so instead of that road being the end of it there they go past that road and use way more space so the and and the big stage the sahara tent which a lot of people have seen on instagram posts and stuff was at the back of the festival and now it's the front so yeah that tent is like not a tent anymore it's a giant stage thousands of people go in there now it's not and a it's, tent. I like the idea of tents though, because I remember there was like like what two or three main stages, right? And then a bunch of tents, right? Like so now the Sahara tent, I think that thing gets almost as many people as like one of the main stages. Wow. Uh, and so it's just huge. Like going from that to even the main stage, you can't like you're gonna miss stuff. It's so big, but I still have fear of missing out because the parties are so fun. The Neon Carnival is fun. If you don't know what that is, it's a carnival party they throw at the on the Saturday night every year. Um, and I forget the artists, but it just it's such a big Los Angeles Palm Springs thing. Um, so do you want to make a deal that next year we go? All right. Well, yes, I do. 
And that means on air, you heard it here first. Aaron and I have just decided we will be going to Coachella next year, going back to it. Um, and um, if anybody on here that's not weird wants to meet us up there, um, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. You have to just go through the, the, uh, the not being too creepy test. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just can't be creepier than us. And so it means yeah. the bar is pretty low. So but not too. I'm look. Yeah, just don't be any. Basically, anyone could come hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, for any listener who wants to come, we will be going to Coachella after taking a year off. And this year, I'm looking at the lineup too. It's Bad Bunny, Gorillas, Chemical Brothers, Blondie. That'd be fun. Blink One Eighty Two uh, just had a surprise insertion into the lineup. Oh, Blink One Eighty Two is is in now. Oh, that's yep. big. Yeah, because they're all back together, right? It's all three yep. of them. Yeah. Um, Blackpink, I guess Blink-182 will headline a night. Uh, Frank Ocean, Bjork. Yes, yeah, so there's lots of different acts. Um, I'll definitely check out some of the highlights, but I definitely have some FOMO. Yeah. Uh, what, what else has been going on with you, Rohit? Oh, man. Um, been... You know, it's 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 one of those weeks where you know I've got a I've got a pretty busy sort of gig. You know, in case you guys were wondering, uh, podcasting is not necessarily Aaron's and my full time jobs, um, but we do it because the people need us. Um, and we have lots of great listeners, um, and yeah, so that part of my job has been keeping me extremely busy, and I haven't been able to find time for. Uh, Harry for the wizarding world of Harry Potter, uh, you know, actually Hogwarts legacy, the game, because funny I'm enough, sorry. I'm so it, know, sorry. You're struggling so much. I know it's, 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 it's a really tough life I live and it's not, and it's not just because of work. Cause I've been working until 2am every night, but also my right index finger is, is, is pointer the index finger, whatever that number, that main sure. finger is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call it the index finger. Um, as, uh, it's it's like strained kind of so I'm having trouble pulling the R trigger on the my PS5 controller, um, so I'm also on the injured lit reserve. Oh no, I'm really yeah, sorry. So my life is very hard. You're when I get to my topic in a second. I, I mean I feel like your life this week, and I'll just say it: the people of Uganda. Are, it's very similar in terms of I know cables. it's it's and also like people like Fort Lauderdale or wherever the fuck it's flooding in Florida um, but also I am also facing a big sort of challenge and I just don't know you know maybe I'll save it for hope in 60 because it's 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 a decision I need to make for this weekend um, and, it, and it's it's eating me from the inside out oh then we've got it this is why this is why we have a self-help podcast because it's where you can come get help and then hopefully some saying will be used when we're talking that then you can frame in your like you can write it on wood or something and you can frame it at your house because i know you love those signs that people put on there oh yeah put up in their like, houses like when you're in somebody's kitchen and they have a sign that just has hand like drawn on it, it says kitchen it's really helpful <laughs> so i know i'm in their kitchen <laughs> because because uh because the fridge wasn't a giveaway. Yeah. In this house, we fuck you. You don't need to tell me fucking rules of your house. And <laughs> live, laugh, love. That's There's nothing that that can top that. Live, one. laugh, love. Yeah. It's like, like, what is that even? Let's dissect that for a sec before we get into our topic. Live. So there, there's three words and they always, they use a period with it, right? It's like live, period, laugh, period, love, period. So yeah. live. Okay, yes, we're all alive, so you're so, living. So it's an anti-suicide message, which I think is I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, anti-suicide. And then laugh. So we're just supposed to spontaneously laugh all the time? Yeah. Why not, would I? Like, what if it's not funny? Yeah. What if it's not a funny time? I don't get it. Like, well, you're just supposed to immediately walk into the house and laugh? Would that be awkward? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, or what if there's like, I don't know, children with fucking leukemia Am I supposed to laugh? No. No. Like, no, yeah. What if you're going to visit a friend and they have leukemia and you're just supposed to laugh? And then love. What if you hate the person? Yeah. All right. What if like a fucking Nazi and a communist walk into your door? How are you supposed to have any love there? Like, None. no. None. None. 
So this is fraud. Everyone who has live, laugh, love as a poster, you're a fraud. Take it down. And a fascist. And a fascist. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's a good update. So let's go to topic one. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I had a uh, experience in an Uber, which I don't know if listeners, if you've had that, where just sometimes you wind up having a fascinating Uber driver. And uh, I, I've, I had one. I was, got in the Uber. This is, this is how it began. I got in the Uber. It's actually been like 10 days, I think, since I took this Uber. Got in the Uber and uh, immediately on the radio, the Uber driver, like it was an announcement that Trump, about Trump being arrested. And I laughed. Like, I giggled. I just thought it was funny. Like, former President Trump has been arrested. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you don't hear that headline very often. No, or never. It's never happened. So it was just, it made me laugh. And then the Uber driver also laughed. Uh And and it got him to talking. And this isn't going where you thought. This this Uber driver was from Uganda. Mm -hmm. and, uh, And he started saying how he feels how he hates Trump, but he feels it's a bad look for America to have someone that's like sunk this low or our polit or our system to have sunk this low that around the world, like in Africa where he's from, they're going to be looking and seeing a U.S. president being arrested. It's just a, a, ba- a sad look. I think he was saying a bad look, a sad look. And I said, yeah, it is. It's, I never thought this would ever happen. Um, I knew a, I've heard about Nixon and that, seemed like it was the closest thing where a president had to uh, leave office. But, um, and then he started talking about where he's from in Uganda, how they've only had, they've had um, um, Idi Amin and then, uh, and then now forever they've had Museveni, who is, uh, who's been in power forever, terrible person. And, and then this guy said, first he said, and this is what gets me hopeless. First he said, if Trump was in Africa, he said, if Trump was in Africa, Africa, he'd be just like uh, one of these guys. He said he'd be like, and I was like, wow, you think so? And he's like, yeah, I think he sees all the same characteristics What from being in Uganda of the least, some of these dictator leaders mm-hmm. in Africa that he sees in Trump and he thinks he would be the same. Yeah, because they it see would, themselves like gods. Yes, and he thinks that that if you disobeyed him, people, he'd kill people. Like, he thinks that. And I thought that was an interesting take from someone who's from a place like this. And then and then he started talking about a guy named uh, uh, Bobby Wine. Do you know who this is? No. So I might be mispronouncing the name, but it's Bobby Wine, who was the person... A, a good um, leader who was also a singer and actor in Uganda, and he challenged Museveni. He tried to take over. He, tri- he ran against him. And Museveni like, tried to have him killed a bunch of times. And this driver was part of, the, of Bobby Wine's like, like entourage. He was part of one of the people trying to help get him elected. He was wow. part of his crew. And he's driving my Uber and, and he says there's he told me there's this movie coming out in September about Bobby Wine. And it's going to be unreal because they have footage of of what this guy's gone through and what he's his life has been like. And then I said to him, um, so what what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to stay in America or do you want to go back to Uganda? And he said, I want to go back to Uganda, but I can't. Because Museveni and his people would see me and kill me if any of their, his people saw them. So he can't go back now. But he'd want to go back because he wants to uh, defend the honor of his country and continue to. But right now he's in America. So this gave me all sorts of, of, of pause to thought. And I just want to hear what you think about it. Because I felt a bit hopeless when he said that about Trump, even though I... I'm not shocked by that opinion, but to hear it from someone from a terrible dictatorship, to see those same traits, it was scary to hear. 
And then it was also interesting to think that he's in America, which is supposed to be this place that everyone wants to come to, and he kind of wants to leave. Uh, and I just found, I found the whole thing fascinating. I learned a lot from this Uber driver and, uh, and I just found his perspectives to be fascinating, but also made me feel a little hopeless. What do you think? I mean, you can say, yes, I think there are personality traits that are similar, but like one, you're comparing Idi Amin and people like Mugabe and all these that literally carry out sort of slaughtering like child soldiers like military coups no but just i'm not doing i'm not doing the comparing the yeah but Uganda. it's 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 about perspective though versus a guy that's an asshole that makes really mean tweets that got kicked off twitter like, no no he's not saying he's saying that his point was that just i think he's saying like reverse it if Museveni was elected president in the United States, he'd be just like Trump. So just, it's like same type of person, same type of characteristics. It's just one is allowed to do a lot more than the other. And that was his opinion, not mine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not necessarily, like I don't, in the modern, we've never had a president that ever that even would have the power to do that. So I don't know where the That's hopelessness comes point. from. Yeah. But the fact that in the rest of the world, people are looking, this is one person's opinion, but obviously it's not, it's not, he's not coming out of coming up with this on his own, that they look at him and they look at their dictators in the same vein. Yeah. I mean, obviously Donald Trump fashions himself as somebody that knows everything, knows what's best for everyone and doesn't take no for an answer. Even, you know, you tell him the sky's blue and he'll argue it's purple. You know, so that, that there obviously, and, but I even know people like that in real life, you know, like I, it's, it's, I don't, I feel, it feels like kind of a false equivalency in some ways, because if you look at actually what these individuals in power have done, it's rather quite different. Um, but oftentimes people react as if we have had an actual dictator in this country when we haven't. No, we, it's, um, and maybe there were some attempts to try to move things in that direction, but we have not had one. Yeah. There's it's... been no dictator in this country and that's why we still are operating as a democracy. Yeah. And it's funny, one of the, one of the reasons that, that we can't, that we haven't had a dictatorship in this country is actually because of the second amendment, because the, our, our populace is far too armed and the people have the power. And the army is actually a civilian run army. It's not even a government run army, which is, you know, which is important. So we've put in those safeguards. And as long as those are protected, um, then we will have a better chance of not being taken over by our own. The people that are already trying to step on our throat. Ouch. Yeah. So I, I just found this interesting. I wanted to share it. Yeah, I mean, it it, made I me, love it getting made perspectives for from thought. people. Yeah, I love getting perspectives from people in other countries. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, I, you know, my family's from India. I've traveled to a lot of countries in my life, and it gives you good perspective about what's right and what's wrong in your own country and what you can do better and what you have great already, you know. Um, we've got a lot of work to do, but we've also got a lot of great things happening here. Yeah, it, it is true, and uh, things aren't as dire. Um I mean, in in, uh, in Uganda, you cannot, if you speak against their dictator, you will likely get killed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of countries. Shit. China, a lot of countries. banned the fucking cartoon Winnie the Pooh because they're Winnie the Pooh-ass president, like, who looks yeah. like Winnie the Pooh, and he's a fucking dictator. Um, you know, you'll get arrested even if you mention or share a picture of Winnie the Pooh. So, um, yeah, we, we have it a lot better. We have it a lot better. Yeah. Yes. Well, that gives me hope. I'll hope, Kong. Even though I do appreciate oh, I do the, too. the I Super Driver's great. perspectives and conversation and also what he did, it sounds like, was pretty mm-hmm. brave and I'm looking forward to seeing this film. And Bobby Wine is a uh, great name. So great name. Really good. It's a really... I might it could be not Bobby. Be, I wonder if I, I, I feel both you and I are very confident about the pronunciation of, it his, might pronunciation be Bobby. of his last name, which is W-I-N-E, Wine. 
Yeah. Bobby or Bobby? It could be Bobby. Bobby. No, he he the the driver was saying. Oh, okay. Bobby. Okay, actually, great. he called him Bobby one. Uh, so very interesting. Looking forward to seeing this film. The film is called. Um, uh, I don't know what it's called, but we'll find out soon. Oh, it's. I think it's called The People's President. Um, comes out later this year. So, check that out. And uh, now. I, I guess because we we do we're not doing an interview today because mm-hmm. we have a, a big debate instead. But should we should yes, we dive into a little hope in sixty? 60 Aaron, let me start the timer. You have the first one, and let's see what we can do. Starting now, I feel hopeless about beer because I. I can't believe it's happened, but beer has been politicized. Bud Light. And I went to a Dodger game recently, and I didn't get one. But my friend got a – I got Mm -hmm. a Bud Light for my friend, and I grabbed it and immediately thought, "Uh uh-oh, are different people (laughs) going to judge me in different ways because I'm buying this beer? (laughs) All right. Well, here's the hope. Give Um, me hope. I think this stupid shit will pass. Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I kind of just crack up, you know, if he's like, oh, you, you know, there's people like, how, you know, you can't be upset over, you know, a, a, a minority or someone, and a, you know, someone that belongs to a, I guess, a persecuted group being put on a, a can of, of, of food and how dare you? And I was like, okay, fine. Um, but I, I do kind of chuckle that it's kind of the same people that were super upset that other minorities like Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima and the Land Lakes Native American lady, they're like, how <laughs> dare you put minorities on your packaging? But then they put a trans woman on the packaging and now they're like, how dare you be upset? So I just think the hope can come from everybody's a fucking idiot. And um, yeah, there's, there's no consistency and you can just just revel in the moral outrage that everybody's going through right now. But, but, but you see, I know this is going more than 60, but you see the thing like now holding a Bud Light. Oh, absolutely. Kind of a political statement. And I don't want that on, on either side. I don't want to, I don't want a political statement when holding a beer and it wasn't even mine. So I, <laughs> I wasn't even drinking the Bud Light. I don't drink much beer. Uh, uh, but I was whole and I, I felt like, uh oh, are people going to judge me one way or another? Am I making a pro trans statement? I mean, or even like I, when people stopped wearing Balenciaga I, like, for a while, I mean, they're back to wearing it because it, it washed over. But like when they had like the fucking like, like child porn, the pro child porn messaging in their ad campaign, um, that was fucking disgusting. They had like a little girl wearing like dominatrix gear and like a leather harness and like, like sexual stuff and like, um, so <laughs> right. yeah, so I think the market Not speaks good. and you know, if people don't want to buy aunt Jemima because there's a black woman on it. Um, you know, and then people don't want to buy. And it's funny. It's the people that are trying to fight for racial rights that are the ones that said, we don't want to buy it if it has a black woman on it. I still find it very funny. Um, and then other people don't want to buy a beer that they've always drank. And it still tastes exactly the same because now it has a trans woman on it. Like I just find it hilarious. Um, absolutely hilarious. And that is part as a, as a diehard capitalist, um, you know, let the market decide. And to me, this market chaos brings me, please, Will it hurt you? So will it hurt? I think I know. what it does, this only is helps this... you because it makes everything much more interesting now. You'll have to think twice about buying a beer because now you're going to be judged on that and that's funny. <laughs> you can now troll people with Bud Light. You can buy, so, like, do you think... if you got some MAGA friends, buy them some Bud Light. You're supporting you know, trans causes and you're also um, trolling your Budweiser friends. Just send oh, a yeah. case of Bud Light to everyone I know who's and then a, and then and for the people that are super mega. upset about fucking Uncle Ben's, get some old Uncle Ben's uh, boxes that have a black man and send them to the people that said, <laughs> "How dare you have a black man on your rice?" Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this now sure. what this does, Aaron? <laughs> this lets you turn food into trolling. And that is your opportunity, and that's your win. Well, will it hurt Bud Light sales? It's only hurt it a tiny bit, and this again, they'll be back to normal in a week. 
Yeah, because like our like in I'm thinking in pa- in Paso Robles. I think you've been to this spot too. In Paso Robles, there's the a cowboy uh, bar. Yeah, there's a bar there that's a the, what's it called? Um, the it's the, o- the, the only fucking cowboy bar in Paso Robles. Yeah. Yes, that the uh, that bar. It, it's like they have mag. I awesome. I think it's a fun bar and it's it's hilarious. Uh, but it's um they have only um you know they have like MAGA uh shirts and hats on the walls and make America great everything and the Pioneer Tavern all that's called um, Pioneer Town or Pioneer t- Pine Street Saloon the Pine Street yeah. Saloon Pine Street Saloon so that place is super MAGA so will they stop Probably. serving Bud Light there do you think yeah yeah. Do you think so? So that's funny. So next time, I think I'm going there this summer. And I think I'm going to walk in and immediately (laughs) order a Bud Light and just see what happens. (laughs) See, that's the thing. This is is the hope. You can now cause people to feel emotion and feel upset over something as innocuous as a can of fucking light beer. And then play completely ignorant when they start questioning it. Like... If someone laughs or says something, yeah, I'll just add, oh, what's up? Well, look, you have a Bud Light. Yeah, is that, <laughs> do you not like Bud Light? Are you transphobic? And see, like, yeah. when they, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. All right. Um, yes. that, I give hope. Thank you. Can you can now this make is, things spicy. This is going to be fun. Um, with that. Okay, great. So now um, I've got a couple really quick ones. The first one, uh, let me start this timer. Oh, fucking hell, I lost the timer. And here we go. All right, this one is about a woman, I think in the UK, because she looks like she's from the UK. Oh, yes, there's a thing in the UK. Um, A woman named Carly um, who's been using her, she's been like feeding 1,613 people throughout the cost of living crisis with COVID. Um, She's like really, like she's like made an entire farm just to feed people that cannot afford to eat. Someone overnight salted her entire field, thus killing all the crops and making all her soil no longer usable. Um, and we don't know who it is. Um, fortunately she's got donations and everybody that that's kind of like helping pay for it, but horrible. I just, how do you feel hope that people like this exist? I, I'm not going to get hope from the, from the bad person who did this. What I am going to get hope from is I bet this is going to bring even more awareness to what this woman is doing. And I think, uh, it'll make her cause and what she's doing even bigger because It'll it'll actually the what the the evil person's intent was is going to backfire. Yes, you're absolutely right, Aaron. Actually, you nailed it because so the community set up a GoFundMe with a three thousand dollar goal. That's all she has. She doesn't have a lot of money. Right. But she's like not a wealthy person, but she's doing everything she can to feed people that don't have money. It was a three thousand dollar goal in one day. Her GoFundMe hit one hundred sixty four thousand pounds. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah so, so whichever so I'm right. it field, works. it's gonna uh, work suck so it this evil <laughs> yes <laughs> gong and and Rohit used that word because yes. in remember in England no no like it is literally not, they it just is not call a blasphemous word like it is in the um, okay now this next one Yep. Aaron, I have a wedding for a very good friend. He's in my Dungeons and Dragons crew um, this weekend. And it's supposed to be, you know, we were all having dinner a couple weeks ago. And I was like, hey, we're trying to figure out what to wear. He's like, we're like, you know, we're not we're not sure what your fun, cool friends are wearing. He's like, guys, you are the fun, cool friends. So you have to set the tone. So now I'm unsure, Aaron, if I should, which of my two suits that I have narrowed down to, I should wear. One is a blue suit that I had made for me when I last traveled as a custom fit blue suit. It's kind of like the blue on this bottle here. Um, and okay. No, so no, sort of dumb and dumber of a, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say dumb and dumbery. Uh, it's like a really beautiful blue. And the other one is a <laughs> neon orange that fades that, that like, that like goes down it's a neon yellow <laughs> also dumb and dumbery <laughs> so you're both the dumb and dumber <laughs> which <suits>. one <laughs> i have an answer uh, easy easy we're both so what you're gonna do is the f- for the wedding and the beginning of the party you're gonna i know the time's up but you took too long the you're gonna uh wear the orange the blue suit 
and then you're gonna do like some Superman shit, like in the like going into the phone booth. You're gonna go in the bathroom and switch and just emerge in that orange. And you are gonna be okay. the wife of the party well, talking about making the party fun. Um, I am gonna bring both suits. You've you got to wear both. Um, you've, yeah. Well, now and I'm gonna do bring both suits. Not because you help me, but because now I'm just gonna have the people I'm staying with at, at like a house, at an Airbnb nearby have them decide because this was fucking useless. What about the what about just wear the orange pants and the blue? I would look jacket? like like Mr. Met. So half and half. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, I say he yeah, wants you uh, to be the fun yeah. group. So okay. Go well, this was I, this this was I regret wasting the last sixty seconds of everybody's life. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> or did you? You're two dumb and dumber suits. <laughs> um. All right. It's time for a debate. And we are following the new yeah. rules. Yeah. We flip a coin to figure out what side to take. Now, Aaron. The question I'm going to ask you is, or what we're going to debate is, is it a good idea that Major League Baseball will now be, instead of cutting off beer sales in the seventh inning, due to how much shorter games are with the new rules, cutting off beer in the eighth inning? So before we debate, we're going to have two sides of this coin. The Lumen Industry side with this logo, with a global logo, that will argue yep. for the MLB decision to extend this. The drop logo will, on the other side of this coin will argue that this is a bad idea. And I'm going to flip. Um, and Okay. Uh, so I get flipped, right? So it's me. So you're flipping, yes. and then what it lands on yes. is going to be yes. what. And I, I probably did the. I don't do even know how to do a proper coin flip because I probably should have just had like heads or tails, and I don't know. And then, oh, if, you know what it should have done is if if I if you do like like an NFL game, you call heads or flip tails, and then you choose which one you want to defend. How about we do that? How about we do that? So then I'll give you the option. Whoever would. No, okay, I don't like great, that. I think great. we have to be put in an awkward. We have to great. be put. Okay, so whichever one is lands on choice in this battle. you. Okay, we are not, we are not pro choice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it has landed on heads. You must argue in favor for the extension of this beer, um, and I will let you go first. I think it is a a, a crucial crucial thing that beer sales end after the eighth inning and not the seventh inning because this whole beer stopping in the seventh inning was stupid to begin with when you go to a when you go to a dodger game in the seventh inning there's Mm -hmm. at the end of the seventh inning there's always a mad rush to go get beer people buy like a lot of people you see carrying two beers at the seventh inning so i actually think by it's like uh, telling a child not to do something, then they do it more. So by having a time limit, a timestamp for beer, I think people actually end up drinking even more because they're told not to. And so then they have two giant beers that they then have to finish. Whereas if there wasn't a time, there wasn't a time clock in your head to say you have to stop at a certain point, you'd probably just let the game carry out, kind of forget because you've already had a couple drinks and let it move on. But because that's ingrained that we got to get one more or two more before the game ends, uh, I think people end up even drinking more. I don't think it stops any drinking from happening at games. And so then now the eighth inning is better because, all right, I mean, at that point, the game is really almost over. Some people are uh, leaving. I just, I don't think it stops any drinking from happening. And I think, uh, and also they, they are losing revenue and I, I am, team owner all the way i feel bad for all the owners in baseball because they just don't have funds sometimes we should start a gofundme to serve all the owners yeah we should start a gofundme for i wonder if we started a gofundme if we get honestly it would be a really hilarious stunt and we actually give (laughs) the money to the richest owner in baseball we just do a gofundme okay maybe we're going to do this it's isn't it like he's also one of the richest owners cohen yeah, so, uh, but this is a sidetrack. So, I I mean, yes, I worry about the owners not making as much money now because of the games going faster. But, uh, I, again, that's I just think 
duh, you've got to extend it. And there really should be no limit. You should be able to buy beer until the game's over, even after the game. Let people hang out. It's not going to change anything. Just like it doesn't change anything when uh, when you're at a bar or restaurant. I mean, they do give like, last call what's the about difference? 30 minutes before the bar closes. What's the difference? Yeah, people are like, yo, right, I'll take four nothing. vodka shots. People get their beer. Three, three vodka crits, yeah. uh two Budweiser's. Uh, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'll no, no Budweiser like, anymore. Yeah. No, because that's for the tra- that's the tranny beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I just think it doesn't, I, in, in, in a lot of ways, it encourages. I think, okay, I think you make an interesting uh, point. Fast. I think there will still be a significant crowd that will still do turn the seventh inning like overbuying rush into the eighth inning overbuying rush. Um, but one interesting point, it was actually made by Matt Strom, a pitcher for the Phillies. And, you know, loathe am I ever to agree with anybody from Philadelphia <laughs> about anything. Um, but he says the reason we stopped selling alcohol in the seventh before was to give fans time to sober up and drive home safe, correct? So now with the faster paced game, if the game is going to finish quicker, would we not move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Instead, we're going to the eighth, and now you're putting our fans and family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beer 22 minutes ago. I See, this guy is so stupid, <laughs> hence the Philly thing. He is so dumb. He is so... Are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You think that... All of a sudden, responsibility rules apply just when these people go to baseball games. But then everywhere else in their life, they don't have to adhere by these kind of rules. So why at a baseball game are you all of a sudden going to implement rules that people will figure out ways around? So, oh, yeah, you move it to the sixth inning. And so people in the sixth inning will try to buy three beers because they need even more time. I mean, I, mean, I, th- this, I think this guy th- is... Honestly, come on. Aaron, I might actually... I might give you the the win on the debate on this. I thought that I had it in the bag once I got the anti. But what I think we're arguing about is ideal state versus human nature. Because even when you go to the parking lot, the people that are going to yeah. drink, they still have fucking leftover beers. And then they're fucking tailgating while they're waiting for traffic to let up. Right? And the people that are going to drive drunk, honestly... Nine times out of 10, or maybe 99 times out of 100, they're going to fucking find ways to keep drinking. Um, that exactly. And at Dodger Stadium, I'm just using that because it's our closest frame of reference, even though a lot of stadiums, most people don't even drive because the subways take you right there. Like, I've never driven to a Yankee game or a Mets game. So you just take the subway. So the. My my uh, point of this is at Dodger games, at the end of a game, when you're leaving a game, you're not allowed to drink in the Dodger Stadium parking lot anymore because there were too many fights and instances and people getting hurt. Um, there are tons of beer cans when you're walking out, when you're leaving. You see, like, cases of empty beer from the people that weren't drinking in, in the game. But people are drinking before the game. It's exactly like, as you said, human nature, people are still going to do the thing. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give this one to you. I think you win this debate because human nature, they're going to drink it. And and honestly, I got fucking pissed off when I was at SoFi Stadium. I was in line. I got to the game late because I don't remember what, but I got there right as the third quarter was wrapping and I went to go get a beer um, and I'm in line and I'm ordering. She's, I was like, okay, I'll order like a Bud Light seltzer or some shit. And she's like, okay. She puts in computer. She's like, actually the fourth quarter just officially started. I can't give you this. I was like, are you serious? Um, like I'm ordering and I, yeah, I was like, Get, come on, man. Ridiculous. Bullshit. Like SoFi again, an idiotic. Oh, right. Because all these people at SoFi, which does still allow tailgating, who knows how long they'll allow it for, but for now they do. Uh, right. Because all those people that do the tailgate at SoFi don't have beer in their car when they leave. And they're going to be sitting in traffic for an hour, so they're going to drink the beer. Like, what? Who? Who are they fooling? And this Matt Strom guy, <laughs> and he was a Padre too, double idiot. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, one to be like, thank you for being the rule czar, Matt yeah. Strom. It's a You're people a player. that are Stick drinking beers and getting DUIs that are paying your your fucking salary, um, and potentially killing people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stupid. Idiot. All right. <laughs> well, and you win. Uh, All right. Clear winner. All right. Great clear debate. Winner. And you know, I win. I'm, I'm proud. And 
and we have uh so it's time again for MAGA Monday. And again, this is a newer segment for everyone who doesn't know. MAGA Monday is when we talk all things MAGA. And uh, it's not necessarily on a Monday, but it just flows well. MAGA Monday. So once again, Rohit, actually this time I want you to guess. Can you guess what my favorite politician in the world, George Santos, congressman slash Congress drag man from Queens, New York. Can you guess what what he what what crazy Wait, antics he was up to? This did week? hear about this? He took no. I if you heard, I'm then trying, don't. Then well, I'm don't gonna guess say because it. I think it's it's coming to me as if I think there were a tweet that I might have just scrolled by, and tell me if I'm wrong. He took a sort of stand that actually was against conservatives on something and everybody was like shocked. And now it's got everybody confused. Like if it's the right stance anymore. Okay. So I think you're talking about something different, but I'm sure that's also, uh, <laughs> that also happened because this man is a genius and, and he just continues to amaze me with his antics. Again, he is the, uh, Andy Kaufman of, of politicians he performance just, art yeah he keeps one upping himself and just he it is performance art what he has done to politics to get into our congress to be a congressman for the united states and these antics i mean this is a genius this man should have a museum dedicated just to his antics he is unbelievable and this new one was one of my one of my new favorites george santos Claimed, claimed this week without any evidence that Democrats are trying to ban toilet paper. <laughs> now I will read the tweet because it's it's that good. He said, Republicans are working to put America Americans first and lower the cost of living. Democrats are busy trying to ban toilet paper and gas stoves. We can't pretend politics doesn't affect our lives. Oof. Needs to learn grammar. We can't pretend politics doesn't affect our lives. Politics don't affect our lives. Uh, we need to remind politicians that they work for we the people. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things to dissect in that tweet. It's a it's a brilliant tweet. Well done, George Santos. But uh, so it's not clear. No one knows what he was referring to. And there has never been any effort to ban toilet paper in either Congress or any state legislature. Uh, some, so Twitter, uh, some Twitter users mocked Santos claim with references to imaginary bills, like the Banned toilet paper <laughs> act of 2023. <laughs> uh, so again, brilliant, brilliant man does brilliant things. No one has yeah, any. I've not he's heard about any toilet paper thing, and I'm still seething about the the gas thing. Um, so he's yes, yes, yes. Because yeah, but let's focus on what the the matter hand you the toilet paper. Like, it's just <laughs> brilliant. You realize you realize it's a ruse. Like we're all like he knows more than us. You you want to say he's an idiot, but this man is pranking us left and right. And now he made up the Banning Toilet Paper Act of 2023. Uh, so I, I, I just wonder, I guess the thing I want to dissect from this is what do you think he's I'm actually looking about? it up right <laughs> now. Um, Why would there be a ban on toilet paper? I mean, paper? honestly. How can, how can you actually, beyond that, how can you ban toilet paper? You can't. Without getting into the nitty gritty details oh, of why we use a, toilet paper, but apparently, I think we all know, if you don't have toilet George paper, George Santos, he fell for an April Fool's joke um, that was going around that had a New York City council member um, from a New York City council member who has a history of April first pranks. He issued a mock press release calling for a ban on single use paper products, which included toilet paper. Um, so yes, Santos, as usual, is getting his news. Um, from April Fool's jokes. <laughs> no, 
No, I I refuse to think that Santos did something that he wasn't in on. I think he put out the original press release as well oh. just to play with it. No, no, he would never fall for such yeah, a thing. I think you're right, Aaron. I think yeah. He's such a he's such a he's such a moron. Um, yes, again, this is a this is a podcast where you are also allowed. The, to we laugh. do the comedy I, people. I don't we actually do the think that George Santos oh. is uh, is the second coming. So, so we'll see next week what what George Santos might bring to the table because it's going to be good. And now we, I'm I'm very excited because we have with the with the rest of our oh, show. Oh, so have, have you heard, Aaron? And you that... have something that I I don't even know where you're going. With okay, this. so yes, the Dalai Lama. Um, I've heard rumbling, he's under I've heard fire right rumbling, now. But I don't know the details. Um, and he's been asked to apologize when he did issue an apology after a huge arc outcry. Um, because as he was like greeting, you know, people as he does, I come to see the Dalai Lama. He asked a child um, to suck his tongue. And the the people were like, excuse me? Um, and the child did not suck his tongue. Um, but yeah, so apparently the Dalai Lama was uh, supposedly just trying to tease the boy and be funny. And... Many people have criticized him, say, dude, that's fucking inappropriate and disgusting. Um, they've called it like akin to child abuse. And um, other yeah. Tibetan activists, however, argue that the incident is a joke that's been mm. overblown. And actually, they've pointed out how like the tongue is actually an important Tibetan expression um, where there wasn't some like a, a really bad guy that was... Um, from I guess a thousand years ago, he's an old Tibetan king named Lang Dharma, who was infamous for his cruelty, and he was said to have a black tongue. So, as Buddhists believe for reincarnation after death, the tradition has said that when you stick out your tongue, it's a way to show that you do not have a black tongue and you are not Lang Dharma that's been reincarnated. Um, however, there's according to uh, you know a newsletter paper, there's no mention in either this folklore or the broader traditional greeting of sucking the tongue. But if you have seen the movie Seven Years in Tibet, um, starring Brad Pitt, uh, he'll Brad Pitt encounters a group of children where they all stick their tongue out at him, um, and that is actually just a sort of a greeting in a way. Whatever this is, this is weird, Aaron, and I feel weird even talking about it. And how how do we find any hope from this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of hope actually. Um, as. So, as some might know, but some might not. This is the, the 14th Dalai Lama that there has been in Tibet. Um, he has been the Dalai Lama for a long time, since almost I think he was born. Um, I think he becomes Dalai Lama. And I am always going to side with the Dalai Lama because I think he is spiritual. He's... If you've seen the movie Seven, if you've learned anything about Tibetan culture, it's a very spiritual culture. And I'm just going to side with, I th I don't think he was trying to be creepy. I can't, I just don't think, I don't think that was the intent. I, I, I hear what you're saying about the black tongue and this spirituality in it. And I think it was one of those things that was probably totally misconstrued because I just don't, I can't see like the Dalai Lama having a thing in Tibet where like, you know, sexual predators and there, there can't be any children with like they get <laughs> notified if you're within a hundred yards of the Dalai Lama, that a sexual predator is in your midst. I just, I just can't see it. So I, I, I really don't, I think this is one of those things that's because there was a picture of it. It just got blown out of proportion. And I, I don't, think I, th I actually, I, I, I want to, to I want to believe that because I think it's just, it seems even, you know, it seems blown out. I, I, I agree that it's the Dalai Lama probably didn't necessarily want to suck the kid's tongue um, or the kid to suck his tongue. And even like our own president, he's actually like not a bad person. No. I mean, he sniffs like, you know, he's been on stage sniffing like young girls' hair, but I don't think he's trying to molest them. It's just awkward old people, um, like highly awkward old people. So maybe this is just an older generation that is just... <laughs> <laughs> They're 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 kind of out of touch with what's okay, um, and it's but I don't think they actually mean harm. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's no. like yeah, just I just don't lay off so the, 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 the the media. Love They're not long for this world anyway. Things. So, so uh, no, and this guy's been Dalai Lamaing his Yo, whole life. I mean, is the Dalai Lama left? He was as fuck. He became Dalai Lama in 1940. Oh, I'm googling it right. I'm googling that right now. Um... <laughs> I don't know. No, no, he is a virgin. He's a virgin. Because if yep. so, oh my God. No marriage, His roster. no sex, no uh, sexual uh, activities. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I call yeah, bullshit I mean, on that. How can you not watch like like <laughs> HBO no and be like, yo, what's up? Boing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To, it's like, just to the, the CCP to getting Pornhub. fucking whipped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. According uh, the 14th Dalai, Dalai Lama, when asked if he's uh, Tibet you know, girls um, gone wild. Let's see. The Dalai Lama's professed a feeling attraction to women, but he doesn't do anything about it. Jokingly, he says because it's too much work. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's right. Maybe he knows what's up, man. Maybe he knows what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he, he gets it. No, let's he gets Google it. image Miss Tibet. Did you know that there is a Miss Tibet? It's the most controversial beauty pageant. Really? <laughs> And Tibetan right, women see, have yeah, multiple. Miss Tibet 2014 is lit. Um, yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not monks, so they're cool. They're it's fine. Controversial. Yeah. It's called polyandry. Man. Uh, in Tibet, the husbands are often they're, brothers. Fraternal polyandry. So yeah, I mean they're really taking the idea. So these of, these Tibet know, women are what do they call Eskimo brothers to like get like down. pretty literally. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh man, Aaron, Seems, what do you got? Yeah, we're really getting into this Tibet thing. All right, let's move on to hopeless TV. <laughs> All right, um, I am. What do you got? Nervously hopeless and and nervously hopeful in the same breath. The the Disney Plus just yesterday released the trailer for Mayhem, the new uh, Muppet show that they're going to be doing on Disney Plus, which for those who don't know, it was just released yesterday. It's going to be a new Disney Plus series where the band in the Muppets, Electric Mayhem. Yeah, with like with Animal the, on the drums. Everyone knows that band, right? Like the band in the Muppets that play the music animal on the drums and like Dr. Uh -huh. Teeth is the singer with the big teeth. And there's like the woman who's like, yeah, I'm a flow. But yeah, you know, I'm just chilling. And uh, so there's going to be a show, which I watched the trailer for, which was absolutely hysterical. Tons of cameos by a who's who of everybody is going to be in this TV show. And uh, the concept is electric mayhem has been a popular band for 40 or 50 years and they tour the country they've done great they have a following which they do i guess because they're in the muppet show um oh but there's one th there's one problem <laughs> they've never released an album hey that's cool i <laughs> so, I, I so this I show is fun. about them trying to release their first ever album and it just looks so funny and the trailer, I recommend everyone watch it. But I, what I don't want is it to be a letdown because I get excited for things like this. I love the Muppets. I think Jim Henson and the Muppets are one of the most creative, creatively genius things that have happened in the 20th, 21st century. And it's, I just want on, this to be great. Um, and the trailer had me really I laughing. I had it. There is a... I, oh, here it is. 
Yes, this is. Have you gotten to pup it up? This is yes. a segment so of our for show our listeners. Pup it up is the Jim Henson, I guess, studio playhouse thing. Oh, I wanted um, to in Hollywood. And what it is, it's actual, it's actual, actual studio where the Jim Henson people make their puppets and they do all these shows. But a few times a year, they do something called Puppet Up, where they have these puppeteers take like these sort of like Jim Hen- they, these Jim Henson style Muppets, you know, puppets. These are the same people making them, but they have a special set of all these different puppets. And it's like a fucking R-rated Muppets um, live spectacular. And it's insane. And I have like a little hot dog guy um, that I got as a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. No way. Oh, you went to it? I interned there, actually. For our <laughs> listeners who don't that know, I so interned beautiful. there. And I sanded yeah. Rizzo the Rat's eyeballs. That was like yeah, the Brian. coolest thing yep. I did. It was, I got to like meet and talk with Brian, the Jim Henson's kids, Brian and Lisa. Brian Henson and Lisa Henson. And uh, it was fascinating. But I, and for those who are in LA, it's on La Brea and Sunset. On La Brea, you drive by it. There's a giant Kermit statue. It's also it's a it's the Henson Studios, and it's also a big recording studio. A lot of big albums have played there. When I was uh, entering there, you'd see big recording artists come in and out all the time. And uh, I just love the Muppets, and I really want like when they hit home runs, they're home runs. And when they fail, when something that they make isn't good, it's really like it well, just misses honestly, the mark. They have. And I want this great to be writers. The so and give me hope that it's going to be great. I think it's going to be, it's going to do well because this is something that our generation who, you know, you and I excluded, most of them have kids at this point. Um, they, this is something that, this is a nostalgia bomb and it's a chance for them to relive their childhood and introduce their kids to it, which means you get double the viewers. Um, and I do think it's going to do really, really well for that. And I think people are kind of like, there might be some fatigue on all like the, you know, a lot of like the animated shows and they might want to see something that it just feels like real. And I think on, you're right. Disney plus also there's so much Avengers and star Wars and stuff like that. So, and one of the other big Disney brands is the Muppets. Yeah. So to have something that's not, Yes. More it Star feels Wars, like it's, more it's truer to something that feels like an original story. It probably versus like, is a hey, good take thing. Taking a franchise and just like, uh, here's more slop, eat it. Here's more slop, eat it. You know, just stretching it as far as it can go. This feels like an authentic expression of something that was really great and meaningful. Of course. Oh yeah, well, I, and, you know, I, meant, I think we ran out of time then last then week. I just, but w- I just I think you to have say, something with the, the Mario the Brothers movie. movie while it has not gotten. Uh, a lot of great reviews because for a number of reasons, the, from the critics, I think it's got like a 59 on the critics. It's got like a 90 something on the audience score. Um, but I just, I don't want anybody to feel like they shouldn't go see the Mario Brothers movie because of any bad reviews um, that may come from people for whatever reasons. I know some people were saying that it wasn't diverse enough. It's like, motherfucker. They're like, most of these people are like turtles and fucking mushrooms. Like, fuck off. Yes. Jesus, stop it. Stop it. Yes. It's time you don't to need stop. To change like just, characters and stories. Everything doesn't have to be better. just um, let things sometimes so be. So I yeah, I and I thought that um the while it was chaotic, it's almost as chaotic as playing a game. So I really, really loved it and um I really think Chris Pratt fucking did a great job with the voice, but Jack Black was the biggest, biggest star as Bowser. Oh my god, he he stole every scene course, that Bowser he always was on. Is. He was he always incredible. Is, Jack Black steals everything he does. Um, and but it's really fun. It's really fun. And my only bad part about it is I <laughs> all right. I'm, I cannot wait like to see it now. Days, just from that, the Mario Brothers like plumbing van, and, and they were doing giveaways, and I lined up for like an hour, risking a parking ticket because I parked in a 15 minute zone downtown or down by Hollywood, and. Um, but you know they ran out of the the caps that I wanted, so I just got a I just got like a keychain and like a, a cassette tape and like a fanny pack, um, but not the, the coveted baseball cap that I wanted. So that's my hopelessness. But my I my hope is that uh, everybody goes and sees it because it's a really fun movie. I think yes, I can hope I it. can fulfill your hope already, Rohit. 
to end this show because we we like to fulfill hope um, and we have to wrap up the show is Mario Ooh. Brothers movie in its first eight days of release has made $250 million just in the US. So I don't think we have to worry about people not going to see it. It's the biggest movie of the year and it's there will be many Super Mario Brothers movies to come. This will be the first of Many, many, many Super Mario Brothers movies. Yeah, because yeah, two hundred fifty million dollars cost them a hundred million to make. Days? So is a lot of money. Um, uh, yeah, I think th- I think they turned around a pretty good profit. Yeah, they'll be doing just fine. And uh, so with that, we have just fulfilled some hope, and uh, we'll get the submissions next week. But. Thank you um, for I do listening. not have any last words besides and, uh, if you enjoyed this, I join another podcast uh, called the step gamers. If you're a gamer, uh, give it a try. Um, but Aaron, uh, you know, I think we have, uh, you know, we can't stress enough how much fun we had with Connor daily NASCAR driver in last week's episode. So give that a listen. If you haven't yet, it was a really fun interview. Um, oh, yes. so please check that out. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore Here it comes, that glimmer of hope A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rogue it's a hopeless show